Yo. What's up? What's up? How about them cowboys? Ha <laughs> 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 Chris Hansen here, and I'm gonna need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds like vs. Boys. Anywhere. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Studio. is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Beat the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 147 of Birds vs. Boys, the NFC Championship Week edition. I could care less about this game. Game means nothing. Um, you know, it's just a, it's just another football game. The real news of now and in football is that Dan Quinn is back, coming back as the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys next year. There's not much else to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching on YouTube. And we'll be back next week. This was virtual. <laughs> no, no, no. Not so fast, my friend. You're going to sit here and you're going to take this possible Eagles Super Bowl breakdown. You're going to take it. You're going to take it. You're going to take this like when your mom got home and you didn't get the food out of the fridge, and you got the belt whooping. You got to sit here and take you, it. You mean uh, re- replace the word mom with wife? <laughs> that too. Yeah. Just uh, just goes in, in phases in life. Now you're at the point you get mm-hmm. the ass whooping if it's, if it's the wife. Regardless, we are here, and the Eagles are in the NFC Championship that they will be hosting Sunday at 3 p.m. in what will be a phenomenal football game between two really great teams. Kevin can pretend to yawn. He can sit in the dark. He can that was actually a real yawn. As a- <laughs> <laughs> you can pretend to be miserable, time. but guess what? The four best teams in the NFL are playing this weekend, and that is what is fantastic. So show tonight, we're going to talk about the Eagles a little bit. If you haven't heard, they are in the NFC Championship because they are very good at football. Um, congrats to everyone who made it almost as far as the Eagles. It's really tough to make the playoffs. You know, it's really tough to make an NFC championship. 31 teams fail every year. uh, Yeah. 30 teams fail every year. It gets really tough. So we're going to talk a little bit of Eagles from the Eagles side, and then we're going to have Chase Senior on. He's our friend. He is a legitimate rising star in the sports media business. He covers not only the Eagles, but also the 49ers for wow. chat sports. I don't think like how often do you get people? He might be the only one, honestly, who covers yeah. individually just two teams and those two teams, the 49ers and Eagles. So you, you couldn't have a better guest this week than Chase. For the TikTok tonight, Eddie and I break down both games and give the predictions. Uh, Vince is here. He'll pop in inevitably too. So it's a full house, jam-packed, and the Eagles. Once again, you're in the NFC Championship. Cowboys NFC Championship since 2000. Vince just pulled it up. Welcome, Vince. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's nothing there. That's 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 just mean. Listen, they made the playoffs, and that is a great feat. That is a great feat. Hey, we beat it's Tom really Brady. hard to make an NFC Championship. We beat Tom Brady. I've seen seven. We beat Tom Brady. Where would you like to start, my friend? You just want me to go for 15 minutes and... 
<laughs> this is I I like I said, Dan Quinn's back. That's my that's my news. There you go. Kellen they, Moore they is fired. not going to be the, the coach in Carolina, so maybe he's going to be back. Maybe he's not. Mike McCarthy in his end of the season press conference would not answer the question if Kellen Moore is going to be back. So we don't know. The Cowboys have let go of about twelve coaches. Already, Leon Lett, Joe Philbin, the running back coach is gone. The linebackers coach is gone. So, are you are you okay with those moves? Like, it, uh, it seems like they cut ties with everybody except the main cast. So, some of them, yes. Well, like I didn't like Joe Philbin, but then this year I thought he did a phenomenal job with the line. I mean, Tyler Smith's uh, resurgence as a rookie, and you know he dealt with the injuries and everything. The Skip Pete, the running backs coach. I mean, you had Tony Power go over a thousand. Zeke was Zeke, but they didn't have one fumble this year, so that was a little confusing. I was very, very confused about George Edwards going. I mean, he was a possible uh, next choice of defensive coordinator if Dan Quinn didn't come. So having him not come back, I was a little confusing. Some of the moves they seem to be assistants of assistants, so I think it's like. They had 27 coaches, so I think Jerry Jones is like, hey, what? why am I paying this dude $300,000 right now to be the assistant of the assistant? What is it that you do yeah, here? What do you do here? And then the biggest one is kind of – I even forget his name because it's funny. Everybody know, knows his name. But the assistant head coach uh, was let go. And the I don't know if you heard regional this. regional manager. He, he doesn't coach. He's just Mike McCarthy's like right-hand guy who just like reports back to Mike about what's happening with the team. So he's the consigliere of the uh, yes. Cowboys coaching staff. <laughs> yep. He, he, what a like, role. He played for McCarthy in Green Bay and then was on his staff there and then on his staff here and basically just like tells him what's oh, happening. Oh, so this was the guy who uh, when McCarthy took the year off and he was in that bunker. So yes. this guy sat in the basement with Mike McCarthy and ate Pizza Hut and uh, ate wings exactly. and watched football with Mike the whole time and got himself exactly. a job. That's Good it. for him. Mm-hmm. That's it. Look, isn't that what we're trying to do? We watch football yeah, every Sunday and we're trying to get a job in football. Kudos so, to I mean, it, it is strange. Dream. I feel like it's a little strange, right? A, a 12 and 5 team, two years in a row, getting rid of that many coaches. But, and sometimes you get the feel of like they're just making moves to make moves. <laughs> yeah. But most of the guys' contracts were expiring. So they're just not renewing them. They're not firing them, blah, 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 blah. But it does not seem like obviously McCarthy's going anywhere. Quinn says he's back. So now my biggest focus is who's running this offense. So that is to be determined. We will find out. The Philadelphia Eagles have 15 wins in the playoffs since 2000. Vince has come with a lot of fun facts. The Cowboys have four. I didn't even see the little bar. I wasn't being mean. I actually did not see the little bar for the Cowboys. Thank you to Stat News. They've been better lately. It's Mm -hmm. not been the uh, anti-Sixers agenda that they're usually on. Speaking of the Sixers. Let's get into Philadelphia sports. This has potential to be the greatest troll week in Philadelphia sports history. If all things go according to plan, if you thought we were insufferable before, we're at like a Charmander. We're going to be a Charizard in terms of insufferability by the end of this week if everything goes according to plan. Step one has already happened. Joel Embiid beat Ben Simmons. Sixers beat the Nets last night. Nikola Jokic, the fake MVP, comes into town Saturday. If Joel Embiid and the Sixers beat Jokic, that's step two. And then obviously step three is what we're talking about tonight. The Eagles have a chance on Sunday to go to the Super Bowl. Three for three, and I would delete Twitter because Philadelphia 
will take it over like piranhas who are given chow in the water. It will be bad. It will be bad, and you don't want to be around us. No, I don't want to be around, and I won't be around. <laughs> so, right, tell, hold on. Tell the people you're playing for Sunday. I am going to watch Miss Rachel with my 11-month-old daughter. Give her some a bottle, maybe some food. I'm leaving my in-laws' house where my wife will be. They are all Eagles fans. I'm bringing my daughter home, not to be around those heathens. What is Miss Rachel, by the way? Is this a kid's show? Or is yeah. It... Okay. She's like a uh, very annoying YouTube. I'm sure um, Vince can pull her up. It's um, nails on a chalkboard, but she's good at teaching kids to do things. And my daughter, I she smiles more when she sees Miss Rachel than me seeing me. Back in my day, I think we just showed. Oh, so this is this is we've got her on the screen right now. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, she looks like she has an annoying voice. No offense to her. Um, Oh my God! I hope I don't know Miss Rachel for a very, very long time in life. If I was watching this instead of football, oh my God! I mean, I'm gonna no. watch the game. I'm just but yeah. unreal. All right, game itself. Let's talk about it for about ten minutes because we do cover a lot of it with Chase. Here are my thoughts. I am so excited and insanely confident. And I'm never, you know me. I worry all the time. I hate being this confident. There's something wrong. I don't know why I'm so me. confident. In this. See, see, see what happened. The one time I kind of felt a little confident, what happened? Cowboys couldn't to score 13 points. So this, so I should be concerned mm-hmm. in this confidence. Mm-hmm. It just, it just. Oh man, it's. It, I know that the 49ers are an incredible team. I think this is without question, the best weapons that the Eagles will have faced all yes. year in Debo, IU, Kittle. But I think there's just sometimes like you get out on that field in an NFC championship, Lincoln financial field with that energy. And it, we talk about it, but it'll just steamroll you. And I really think like, I think there's a certain level of focus. And if there was any issue that tripped up the Eagles this year at any points where they sputtered and it caused them to lose the one game they lost without Hurts, it was more of a focus thing. It was four turnovers. It was, you know, there were some penalties. It, they just didn't look locked in. The offense would get rigid because they were like, we were like, guys, what are you doing right now? And I just think they'd lose focus. And right now, I don't think you're. this is a situation where you lose focus in an NFC championship game. Like, you're going to play your to the best of your abilities you know, because you respect your opponent. Yeah, I. It, this terrifies me that it's at the link. Yeah, yeah that, see, that's the thing. It's just like that home crowd. So they announced the defense in the divisional round game, which means that they're going to announce the offense of starters uh, on on Sunday. And you just know, like that place is going to be deafening when they call Jalen Hurts' name to come out of the tunnel. And so it's like. Uh, being there in 2017 and just knowing that I, and the the 49ers are not this Vikings team they're just built different but I'll never forget that feeling of just looking at them and just realizing that they wanted to be anywhere else but that stadium and just knowing it was over before it started and I just think I I don't think that's why the Eagles win but I think it's certainly something that can push them over a top in a game that is so evenly matched between two really deep teams on both sides of the ball I mean, 2017, dreams and nightmares place. 
did anyone think the Vikings legitimately had a chance in that game at that no. moment? Mm-mm. No, no. I think we have no. a new song. I think what it's it? "Just What a Rock" by Lil Uzi Vert. That was what they were playing when they came out of the tunnel. Interesting. We'll play it for you. Oh, well, I I won't even have to play it for you. I think she's Miss Rachel's going to play it on our new. Yeah, she uh, will. Episodes. She will. She will sing it. She'll <laughs> she'll break it down. I'm sure with hand signals of what it means. But I mean, it, it's interesting because I think the situation similar but different because I think this Niners team is better than that Vikings team. I think that Vikings Definitely. team was a just as much of a fraud as this Vikings team was. It's just they made it just a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rookie quarterback, I just keep going back to that. And everyone, you know, I keep waiting for the mistakes. They haven't really come yet. But, and we'll, we'll talk to Chase Sr. about about this, you know, where Brock Purdy has played. He's played some tough, tough places in college. He has played in Seattle, but. This place in that game, it's different. God, Godspeed. <laughs> it's different, and I so and in a sense, I don't think he would be like a, some mental shell of himself where he's going to be like Kirk Cousins in Week Two, who's just throwing it up to Darius Slay. But I do think that there is this this pressure where he loves to do this thing where he tries to spin out and you know like create extra time and buy extra time to make the pass. And it just feels like on the road in this environment with Hassan Reddick chasing you down and Josh sweat chasing you down. Like you can end up in second 24 in a real hurry. And in a game like this, where it's one or two plays, like he doesn't have to be like, it's not like he's going to have some, like he's going to be petrified. Like he saw a basketball in the mirror and he stops forgetting how to play football, but there could be these, these certain plays that have that impact because he tries to spin out the crowds into it. It's third and eight. And all of a sudden Hassan Reddick's got his legs and it's fourth and 16 and you're punting it back and the momentum's on the Eagle side. And I just, that's where I come in where it's like, this isn't going to be a four interception game. He's probably not getting picked sixth on the, on the second possession like case Keenum was, but there's these little things where he could be off. He could be off and it takes one or two plays. And you and you mentioned that you think there's going to be a lot of like long drives in this game, and I think every mm-hmm. every offensive possession in this game is going to be critically important to both teams. And in that stadium, in that moment, it could be third and four, and in a blink of an eye, now it's third and nine, mm-hmm. and you're and now you don't convert, and you're punting the football. Where third and four, third and three, it's I don't want to say an easy convert but with that offense with those weapons it is and now the game changes in one moment because of the crap 100 i would love nothing more than the eagles nfc championship to just replicate the phillies nlcs game five that they won and went to the world series whereas like harper hit the home run and then you had to close it out in the ninth inning i would love nothing more than a jalen hurts touchdown to aj brown with a minute two left and it's like all right this is it. Brock Purdy, rookie quarterback. Can he lead them down the field 75 yards and score a touchdown in a minute's time to go to the Super Bowl and do it against that Eagles defense? Like, it's just like, and then even as like an Eagles fan, then you know, right? Like, if they score in that situation, you didn't deserve to be in the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. you just, you take, you, I don't want to say take your chances because it's not like I'm a, a risk thing that I'm trying to take. It's just like you would know. We would know if we're deserving of a Super Bowl, and I think that's where that that 
intimidation, if you will, will, will come into play. And I just keep going back to just, I just want to know. Like I, the anticipation of this game, I know the Eagles are good. I know the 49ers are good. I just need to know who's better. The analogy I used uh, in the like recap show that we did earlier this week, follow us on YouTube. When we were little, there's this creek behind our houses. And all the older kids would run in the woods, play in the creek. And when you're young, you're like, wow, what's in the creek? Where does the creek lead? Where, where, what goes on in the woods? What happens in the woods? I'm at that point. I'm like, where does this road lead against the 49ers in the NFC Championship? What happens in the woods? What happens in the NFC Championship when we play this team? I just, the curiosity is killing me of just seeing these two teams out on the field. Uh, it, it, and I do. I agree. I think it's going to be one for the ages. And I've, I've explained to my wife and, and mother-in-law, you know, last week was fun for them, right? For you guys. The Niners defense is not the Giants defense. So no. don't expect, you know, Devontae Smith just running wide open and Miles Sanders to – it's going to be different. Will the Eagles move the ball? Yes. Will the Eagles score points? Yes. But it's not going to look the same as it did last week. No, it, the level of intensity. And that's actually kind of why I was happy that last week was just like we exuded such little effort to win 38-7 where you walked out of that game. Everybody's healthy, like Hurts, you know, he threw it, what, 24 times total and Minshew played a little bit. Like you couldn't ask for anything better. Mm-hmm. I don't even on the runs. Was he ever touched on the touchdown run? He wasn't touched on the third down conversion run. He wasn't touched. It's just like came out of there and then this week you probably get Avante Maddox back like you can't be in a better position than, than to be playing this team right now because it's just like you're going mano mano where they're a little dinged up but everybody's there yep. you know it, everybody's healthy Debo's it's back hands McCaffrey on has the cap but we'll talk to Chase about it um but we think we'll see him out there it's just like I, I just can't wait I don't I don't remember this being this excited for a game in so long because all right so Super Bowl year there was nervousness because you'd never won a Super Bowl before. It's like, this could end in misery again. <laughs> yeah, keep making that face. So, like, of those games. And, like, the Patriots game, I was really, really confident. But at the same time, I was like, I've never I've never been here. I don't know what to experience. The following year, I was like, not that you were happy to be there, but you're like, how long can this run last? This year, it's just, like, the excitement of being one of the best teams and playing another awesome team is just, I cannot wait. And, I mean... <laughs> The Eagles are set up, I think, for long-term success, but that does not guarantee that you're ever back in this position again. No, I, I, so I say that all the time. It's the, the health in the NFL is crazy. Like you're here, you're here one day, gone the next. The 49ers actually are, are an outlier. The way that yep. they've been to four NFC championships in five years. That, that, like that's not the norm. It, we, we think it's the norm because we've watched Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes the past two decades so we think that there's always one team that just shows up to the conference championship that's usually not how this works nope. so you're right if you're down there make the most of it um nope. and i'm i'm just i've i just kind of felt this way all year that we've been the best team since since training camp and i don't know it's it's the time it's just the time and i cannot wait can't wait can't wait uh, before we get the chase i have a few rapid fire predictions just bullet pointed lists uh, one, there will be a long Debo Samuel touchdown. I don't know if it's early in the game or late. Like it could a, be the like touchdown. Eight yard pass that goes 60. Yep, correct. 
like in the uh, Seahawks game where Ayuk was blocking for him, took his man out of the play, and Debo took off. I think there could be that, a touchdown like that. And that's what frustrates me even more. Like that never happened against Dallas. No. He had 19 no. rush, 19 rush yards, 43 receiving yards. You guys corralled everybody. Except for minus Kittle. like maybe Kittle. So I but I think this could happen, and it's like you hit the home run, and then we'll walk away and be like, aside from that long Debo touchdown, we'll call it a a run, even though it's probably an eight-yard reception turned into 60 yards. Like, aside from that, like, they didn't really get anything on us. Um, so that's one. I think special teams will play a huge role. The forecast, no rain, no snow. So mm-hmm. if we got to kick a 50-yarder, these kickers can belt it. So we'll see. We'll get in that with Chase, too. So that's another one that I had. I think uh, punters are going to be big, too. You, I mean, field position in this in this type of game is... I hope I didn't steal your thunder there. No, you did not, but it brings up a good point because I don't know if Aaron Sippus is back yet or not. He was supposed to come back last week, and he didn't. So we'll see if this is the week. I know no one's really looking into the punter injury report, but uh, we'll see. Now, um, third, I think Jalen Hurts will use his, his arm a lot. Or, I'm sorry, his legs a lot. I think sometimes the 49ers defense, as good as they are, are going to take some things away. I think that they can get pressure on him. I think they can do all of those things. I think it will just come down to, if you look at all of Jalen's big games, even if you want to count this game against Iowa State, the viral clip that's been going around against him against Brock Purdy. He ran the ball 22 times that day. When it comes down to it, he trusts the thing that he that he's trusted the most his entire life that has always gotten him to where he needs to go, and it's his legs. Mm-hmm. And he's become a much better passer. Accuracy, the arm strength there, he's been phenomenal. The legs are still what gets it done. I think he runs it a lot in the NFC Championship. Um, and then I think the the only other one, we touched on it before, but I think there will be this moment where like Hassan Reddick is, is chasing Brock Purdy down. And it's like, yeah, that, that spin out worked for 11 weeks. And now you're playing the Eagles pass rush. And he and he gets them. And then it's like, all right, it's second and 24. This is, this is the moment. Like, you'll know. Like, you ever see those shows? Like, I'm going to give the sign. And you'll know what the sign is. Like, that'll mm-hmm. be it. Like, that'll be the moment. The crowd is into it. Boom. Let's go win a football game. All right. So, before we get into Chase, give me the 49er on defense and the 49er on offense that worries you the most. The 49er that worries me the most on offense is probably probably Debo just because they can utilize him in so many different ways and they'll probably utilize him in that sense um, if we get into that kind of weak quarter zone. So I'd say Debo. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you can take your pick there. McCaffrey would be an easy option. Um, Jennings will kill us like you did you guys on third down if if need be. Um, So he definitely worries me the most. And then this is the easy cop out answer on defense, but it's Fred Warner because yep. it's the four. If you're playing the 49ers and Fred Warner is not the most player that you fear the most, like Bosa has all the sacks. Fred Warner can blow up the run game. He can cover. Like you think yep. you have Dallas Goddard open. No, you actually don't. Yep. Fred Warner's covering him. You could have freaking AJ Brown. I don't, I don't, Fred Warner yeah. might be able to cover down the field against him. Yeah, if too. he can like, cover CD Lamb down the field. <laughs> exactly. Like it, it's crazy. And it's like, 
Oh, that, that run that you thought you had sealed off perfectly? Nope, because Warner's there. Oh, you thought you were beating him to the edge with, with Kenny Gainwell? Nope, you weren't because Warner's there. It, that's It's definitely Warner. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be the key in limiting Hurts using his legs. That too. Yeah, he'll be crucial on the, on the read options as well. All right. Let's do it. Let's bring Chase Sr. in. He's been on the show before, but how could we not have him this week? We may have the only person on the planet who individually covers two teams in the NFL, and both of those teams are the 49ers and the Eagles. So without further ado, he's guaranteed to to go to the Super Bowl. Guaranteed to go to the Super Bowl. He's covering the Super Bowl no matter what happens on Sunday at 3 o'clock. Ball kicks off. Congrats. You're in the Super Bowl. (laughs) So awesome for him. So without further ado, it is Chase Sr. of Chat Sports, presented by Delco Stakes. All right, we are now joined by Mr. Eagle, Mr. Niner. <laughs> I don't know even what to call you at this point, but Chase Sr. from Chat Sports, one of our good friends, won't even say one of our favorite guests, one of our good friends, is back sure. on the show, and there's no other better time to have him on than now because for Chase Chase Sports? Might as well call it Chase Sports this time. It's the Chase Bowl. The Chase Chase Bowl Bowl. is on Sunday. Yeah, (laughs) Covers the Niners, covers the Eagles, and is a lifetime fan of the Eagles. So, Chase, I mean, how high are you right now? It's unbelievable, man. Like, I grew up five years old wanting to cover cover the NFL. So to cover the NFL at this stage with so many people watching with the games of this magnitude has been a dream come true. And to cover every day – Two teams who are now in the final four, knowing that one's going to advance to the Super Bowl. Also knowing that both of these rosters are supremely loaded with unbelievable talent. We're talking future Hall of Famers. We're talking current all pros, multiple pro bowlers on both sides of the ball. Two great coaching staffs, Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon, Brian Johnson, Kevin Petullo, all getting interviews for other head coach and all offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator type of jobs and then san francisco on the other hand like philadelphia great roster kyle shanahan D'Amico ryan's he's produced robert Sala, mike mcdaniel before that and his coaching against sirianni's coaching this just is on a collision course to be an all-time potential nfc championship matchup because i believe both of these teams are great i think they i think they are as well i think the eagles have been have been Arguably the number one team, definitely in the NFC, possibly in the entire league all season long. And the Niners kind of in the beginning of the season, right? They were Aiden. I would say they were one of our dark horses to make it to the Super Bowl. Then the injury and then Jimmy G's back and then Jimmy G gets hurt and they're dead. And then boom, Brock Purdy comes in (laughs) and it's it's game on. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right, before we get into the the whole game and everything, and and I know – Aiden's got a ton of questions because this is his game and he's excited and I'm miserable. But I want to know about logistics, right, with chat sports. You always do a watch party for Eagles games. You do them for the Niners games. Now they're playing each other in the second biggest game behind the Super Bowl. How how is this all going to work for you and the people that watch and follow you? Yeah, so I just got done working out and today's my Friday because I have tomorrow, Friday and Saturday off to have my weekend kind of oh, and I was like, run? Man, what's that are you not you're taking run days off no 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 that the run streak actually hit 250 days today That's but i was cool. also working yeah. out okay yeah <laughs> i was also working out and i was just walking home because i walk to work every day great perk of being here in dallas and i'm like what do we just do over the last five days and i counted it up over the last five days including the niners cowboys watch party we did seven live shows 
10 regular shows on demand and hours and hours and hours of content for both the Eagles and the 49ers. And I believe that there's nobody better equipped to talk about either team than me who covers them on the daily and has pretty, wa- pretty much watched every single snap this year of both teams. So I really believe I have a good feel going into this game. That's why I'm so confident in saying I, I really believe this could be an all-time NFC Championship game. So because the stakes are so high, because you have a Niners team that's won 12 games in a row, you have Philadelphia, who's sustainably been the best team all year, and both Eagles now, the 49ers report, are the two channels that I cover the Eagles and 49ers for. You know, Niners report almost has 80,000 subscribers. Eagles just hit 40,000. So what we're going to do on Sunday is do a dual stream where I'm live on both. And we're going to kind of have a split background of Eagles Niners colors because I believe it's the best thing for me to be there for both channels and fan bases. And I have a level of expertise for both the Niners and the Eagles that I believe is unmatched just because, you know, I'm not being cocky. It's like literally I cover the teams every single day and I've watched each snap. So we're going to do that. It's going to be an absolute blast. And what we're going to be able to do is there's the competition on the field. But we kind of like to have the best place to experience the game outside of being at the game. So we're going live a couple of hours early. We'll do a pregame show. We'll be playing some beer pong. We'll be drinking some beers. It'll be a super chat competition between both channels, a likes competition. How many subscribers can each channel get? And that's going to be the competition at Chat Sports with the Eagles and the Niners playing at the link. So I think it's going to be a blast. Um, you know, I had 140,000 people tune in on the Niners Cowboys watch party. Tom had almost 400,000 people watch. So the stages are high right now. And I believe it's best to go live on both channels. So, you know, I'm going to be torn, of course, but at the same time, I'm basically going to call the game like a national announcer and cater to both sides and get excited for every single big play. It's awesome. Perfect. Uh, Rob Lowe, just NFL hat. Yep. Dude. So uh, I had, I had my buddy at work say that we're like, what are you going to wear? I'm like, probably just a chat sports shirt. And he's like, get the Rob Lowe hat. Yep. Just the NFL. Yes. hat. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Rep yeah. your brand, rep the NFL brand. That's perfect. If you, if you have just a black hat, that's down. what I did two years ago. I went to the Eagles chiefs game and I just have a black hat and I printed out the logo black and i just taped it on and couldn't even tell dude i I could put some black tape on this and just cover it up and that's that's the look it's perfect there you go yeah we got you set for sunday exactly exactly for the game itself you you just touched on it you've watched almost every single snap of both of these teams and i know you tweeted out you think these are two evenly matched teams and this could be an all-time game do you think this nfc championship are these the two best teams in the nfl I think they're the two most well-rounded teams, but I think that the Bengals and the Chiefs will have the better quarterback. And I've been saying all year, really especially the back half of the year, like if I were to start my franchise right now with a quarterback who I believe is going to give me the best opportunity to win Super Bowls based on how Super Bowls have been won, and that's being a drop-back passer, I would go Joe Burrow over Patrick Mahomes. But Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, regardless of how you want to slice it up, are going to be better than either Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy. So you're going to have the better quarterback against the more well-rounded team that might have the better roster, but are both built to stop Mahomes and Burrow based on what we saw in the last two Super Bowls. Joe Burrow last year was sacked a record times in a Super Bowl by the Rams because their defensive front took over the game. It's how they won it on the last drive. Aaron Donald took down Burrow. And then the year before that, 
the Buccaneers set the record for the most quarterback pressures. If you remember, Patrick Mahomes yep. was legit running for his life. Yep. Oh, yeah. So the 49ers have a great defense in generating a pass rush, and they're very versatile and deep, led by Bosa, who had 18 and a half sacks this year. Um, and then the Eagles had 70 sacks, which was 15 more than any team in the NFL. It's the most since the 85 Bears. So it's going to go, it's going to be the better quarterback against probably the better team. And I think that either the Eagles or the Niners, I, I would like them to win the Super Bowl. I really would. Yeah, 100%. It's, uh, it's almost like that Avengers clip when they name all the things that the enemy has, and then he just goes, We have a Hulk. Kind of exactly. We have them yeah. Mahomes. It's yeah. you know yeah. we, we can compete with anyone as long as we have them. Yeah. A little bit of game logistics from from this side. The weak link, if there's a weak link with the Eagles and Jonathan Gannon's defense, there's that soft zone, mm-hmm. a lot of completions underneath, these long sustained drives because of it. Do you think the 49ers at all put an emphasis on utilizing Chris McCaffrey more as a receiver to get those like quick throws? out of Brock Purdy's hand and just move the ball down the field that way. Yeah. One of the reasons I like the Niners is because if the Eagles can't get home with four, then what they like to do is what you said, drop everybody back, play a lot of quarters. It's kind of soft. They allow a lot of underneath stuff to happen because they're very conservative and they don't want the big play to happen. So that's kind of like the philosophy from Gannon. But I like the Niners because it's not only McCaffrey. It's Debo Samuel, it's George Kittle, it's Brandon Ayuk, who had 1,000 yards receiving this year. I think he's very underrated. Kev, I'm sorry, I, I like him better than CD, honestly, and I'm not just saying that. Like, I, I really like the player. Uh, Jawan Jennings is an excellent third-down option. And then, yeah, you do have McCaffrey, who had nearly 2,000 all-purpose yards this year. Everybody's sleeping on him because they're like, oh, he's always injured. Yeah, the last two years... 2020, 2021, he played 16 combined games. But this year, he's legit changed the Niners' offense. They're 12 and 0 with him as the starter. He's averaged more than 100 all purpose yards per game and nearly 2,000 all year split between the Niners and Carolina. So it's, it's him as well. So they're so deep, they're so diverse. And Kyle Shanahan is so multiple with his scheme. And then lastly, which ties into all of this, considering the personnel, the, the, the scheme, the talent, is that. The 49ers are so good with Kyle Shannon scheming it up, of picking up yards after the catch. So now you're going up against a team that's so good in open space where if the Eagles can't get home with four, then Brock Purdy is going to have time to hit these guys in stride. And the Eagles, on top of playing a soft defense, aren't the greatest tackling team, not the most physical team in the secondary, as we know. So I think that the 49ers can kind of exploit that a little bit, but... If the Eagles are able to get home and pressure Brock Purdy, he's due for a mistake. He's thrown for 16 touchdowns and three picks in eight games, seven starts this year. He's been pretty clean with the football, but he's had a couple that were dropped. A couple in the Cowboys game could have gone the other way. Seahawks as well. So does that tell me that it's trending toward him throwing a pick and he's been somewhat lucky so far? So that's why the pressure is so key for Philly. So speaking of Purdy, let's let's talk about it. I mean, yes, he's he should have thrown some picks. He's been playing very he's like this guy, right? Just been even keel. And yeah. I feel like that's that's what I remember of him playing at Iowa State. But he hasn't played in an atmosphere, I don't think, yet in his starts for the Niners, like he's going to see on Sunday in the link. So how do you think he's gonna handle that? And and honestly, 
think he's going to play in this game against this Eagles, not only team, but crowd. Yeah, the crowd's going to be difficult. He played in Seattle on a Thursday night to clinch the division. And every time the Eagles go out there, I feel like they lose. And yeah. that's a really difficult place to play. <laughs> Russell Wilson did just own them over time. But it, point being, it's yeah. a very difficult place to play. So he did go on the road there. Um, the other road game that he played was against the Raiders. But a lot of the house was packed with nine or red. So in the in the professional ranks, he hasn't played in an atmosphere like this. Played in some big games in the Big 12. I always think that's important. It's one thing with Howie. I was like, can you please draft some Alabama and Georgia players who have played in a big game who are also really good, knowing that you can plug and play them? And don't go after a guy like Jalen Rager, who played at TCU, and it's just not the same level. Yeah. Uh, that's why I think Hertz has been able to succeed. Like He's played in these big environments, and he's used to the pressure of Philadelphia. Devontae Smith steps right in. He's like, yeah, I played at Alabama. The pressure yeah. of Philadelphia is nothing. So I do think that you have to take that into account. Uh, he's been so composed, as you said, Kev, and so calm. He's missed on some throws early, but he's been resilient. He's come back late in the game to deliver the football in some really key spots on third downs. He's been kind of clutch, honestly, at the end of the half and at the end of games and putting the team in a position to score. But again, if the Eagles get pressure and he gets a little bit rattled and one of those balls goes haywire up in the air, as this Eagles team has done a great job of sacking the quarterback, getting pressure, but also having that produce into turnovers with that really good secondary, then that can just completely change this game. But I think that Shanahan is a good enough coach to have him in a spot where he can find success if, by design, Shanahan has the field spread out where the reads are a little bit easier and things are less condensed. It is perfect that you bring up Shanahan because Brock Purdy hasn't been here, but Kyle Shanahan has... They won on the road at Lambeau last year. He's been in a Super Bowl. Uh, he's a phenomenal coach. Do you think they have an edge because of the big game coaching experience? Or you do you just say to yourself, let the boys play? Like there's just so much talent on the field. Everything's just going to work itself out because of how good these teams are. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Shanahan's just a great coach. Like offensively, what he does is incredible. The fact that he had a team win 12 straight games after a three and four start when he had to have three different offenses pretty much because Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brock Purdy are all different and still have this team clicking like they are number two seed with 12 wins going into the NFC title game. That's brilliant. At the same time, you do have to talk about Kyle Shanahan coming up small in some big spots. He was up 10 in the fourth quarter against the Rams in the NFC championship game. They were up 21-10, I believe, in the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. And we know when he was the OC, infamous up 28-3 on the Patriots. So the experience, he does have it, and it's valuable in these spots. Same token, he went on the road, beat Dallas last year, went on the road, beat Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau, has made it to two straight NFC Championship games. They've been to four in five years, and an opportunity to go to uh, his second Super Bowl since 2019. So that is valuable. At the same time, I feel like Sirianni is a great coach and this coaching staff is great, as I talked about earlier. And I think that Sirianni isn't going to be phased by the moment. And I think where Shanahan might actually struggle against Sirianni and what could be a critical point of this game is that Shanahan's very conservative and going for it on fourth down on the opposition side of the field. He's very conservative. Nick Sirianni, on the other hand, very aggressive, both there 
and in the red zone, where the Eagles, by the way, once they get inside the 20, score touchdowns about 70% of the time, which is great. So uh, I think that this game could be won if, if Shanahan mismanages it, which he has before, and if Nick Sirianni has a big call and a big spot to be aggressive to either win or that backfiring. So I think it kind of evens out the coaching ranks a little bit. Now, what it's about the health ranks here? Match. So, I, you know, yeah, CMT was match. a little hobble with the calf uh, mm-hmm. towards the end of the Cowboys game. How are the Niners looking health-wise? Yeah, McCaffrey hasn't practiced all week. Debo is limited on Thursday after like being on the practice field, but basically not practicing on Wednesday. They're going to be fine. You know, they finished the game. They're tough. This is a team that doesn't mess around with injuries. They're very conservative with it. McCaffrey is going to be good. Debo is going to be good. And what allows the Niners to maybe escape, even if they're not at a hundred percent is how deep they are. Yep. Yeah. It really, <laughs> it really is like as a Cowboys fan and, and going into last week, you know, all week was the talk of like, who, who do you try and try and take away? Right. And I think the Cowboys did do a good job of limiting Debo and, and CMC didn't kill them. No. But then you forget about Kittle. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it's like, and he kills you. And yeah. so it's, it is, you're right. It's, it's unbelievable how deep they are. Like you said, Ayuk Jennings had, I think three huge, huge third down conversion. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's scary. That's what it is. Yeah. It's going to be great football. This is just like the depth of these two teams is just going to be awesome. Watch start it's so start. awesome. Like, this is I'm like nerding out as a football fan. Yep. Oh, I, all week. I've just been, uh, just give me every highlight I can watch. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, cause it's, nope. cause you just appreciate when you're a fan, like, yeah, I love the Eagles and I know like you, you love covering the NFL, but as like a, as a fan, you just sit down. And you're like, I know I'm watching football at its at its best version right now with yeah. these teams. So, which and that's which what hurts awesome. my soul. That's what you <laughs> want in the final four too on this big of a stage. No, nope. oh, hundred percent. All right, last one from me. I don't love to do predictions, but I would like to do it here because, as we've mentioned, you cover both teams. We are getting the best insight that we could possibly get going into this matchup from someone. So, give it to me. How do you think this game plays out? Who do you think is going to the Super Bowl? Yeah, so I went Niners 31-28. I'm going San Francisco by three for a couple of reasons. Um, I do like the roster's big game experience. I want to see how the Eagles respond to being on this stage for the first time with this nucleus, Sirianni and Jalen Hurts included. I think that what the Eagles do offensively is very difficult to defend. But San Francisco has the recipe to limit them and give them a tough time because they can get home with four. D'Amico also likes to run some blitzes from time to time, which hurts at points can struggle with. But also they have these disguises where they'll show seven at the line, drop back three linebackers in Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, and Aziz Alshire, who are the best trio in the league by far. And not only are they good in coverage and against the run as an entire defense, front seven, et cetera, rushing the passer, they have the speed, I think, to, to compete with Philly because their linebackers just cause havoc across the entire field. And the same does apply for the Eagles that it does for the Niners. Pass rush is going to be important. Offensive line blocking in the pass game is going to be important because if San Francisco can drop back and only rush Four, with all of that speed, their corners are solid. Safeties are pretty good. 
then I think that they have the recipe to give the Eagles a tough time because I could see her struggling with having to throw the football, one, with the shoulder, but two, when there's not a lot of open space to go to, which is how the Eagles have had a lot of success this year offensively. Mm -hmm. So it really does come down to that. I mean, you know, these teams are so evenly matched. Like the Eagles are averaging 29 points per game this year. They score nearly four touchdowns per game. They're top five in red zone efficiency, scoring a touchdown nearly 70% of the time. Third down, fourth down conversion rate, they're 65 to 70%. That's great. But San Francisco is also number one in points per game with 16. You know, they give up the second fewest rushing yards in the league. So if the Eagles can run it, they'll win and have success. If they can't, we'll see. Um, San Francisco isn't good on third downs. They're not great in the red zone. So that's something to, to keep an eye out for. But I just like San Francisco's depth. I like their big game experience. And I think that this is a great team in the Eagles, potentially all-time team with the 49ers. I mean, Trent Williams is headed to the Hall of Fame. Fred Warner is Nick Bosa's. George Kittle is Debo Samuel's a free. Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Shanahan's due to get a ring. And the Eagles do have, you know, a lot of future Hall of Famers as well, like Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, um, you know, and all pros and pro bowlers. But I think the Niners slightly have the edge by the slimmest of margins. If the Eagles win this game, I'll be happy and I, I won't be surprised. I, I have one good football. I have one question because you've, you've mentioned his name twice. And I think he's the most underrated player in the entire league. Is Fred Warner the best linebacker in the NFL? Dude. Yes, it's not close. Uh, the play that he made against CD in the third quarter, it's a third down. Cowboys are at the 40. Fred Warner is in the middle of the defensive line showing blitz. CD is just inside the right number. And Dak Prescott's in the shotgun. Prescott takes the snap. Warner, from the line of scrimmage, looks to his left. CD has a head start. He sees, that's my man. Runs stride for stride with him down the seam as like a 250-pound linebacker who's so good against the run, making plays in the backfield against Zeke and Pollard and being all over Dak Prescott, but also in the pass game where he's going stride for stride with the 4-3-4-4 wide receiver down the hash, 20, 30 yards downfield with the pass breakup. It's freaky, man. It's freaky. He doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, I, yeah. I really do think he's the most underrated player in the entire league. I do. Yeah. All right, Aiden, wait, I'll let you have the last say because this is your game. I'm good. That was it for me. Chase, I appreciate it as always. Uh, What's your score congrats. prediction? I am going to go. So I do think the Eagles win. I think it'll be close, just like you think. I think sometimes um, the momentum and the energy at Lincoln Financial Field can avalanche a team. So if they get the Brock Purdy early, yeah, I think it would be really tough for them to recover. I yeah. know there's been a lot of people talking about he likes to kind of do that spin out thing, yep, kind of buy himself some time, and that's probably not going to work when it's Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat. If that yep. happens and you're throwing in the traffic, it's I'm not I don't want to go full Patrick Robinson, but like that creates mistakes, and I think it's mm -hmm. really tough in that environment where it's it's like that crowd hangs on one moment, and you can see how quick if they just get that one moment, it'll avalanche you. So if they yep. can stay away from that. I think the 49ers will be uh, contentious all game. But I, I, I think – I don't know if it'll be 31-28 because I think some of these will be long drives. I'd lean like 27-24 Eagles. You know? Yeah. 
I, I, yeah. do I can also be, a, I can see it yeah. being like a, some like weird, like 16, yeah. 13, you know, yeah. like 2017. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cause they're just so evenly matched where it's going to be like a low scoring or shootout or something in between, just because they're going to exchange punches at some point during the game to even out the, to the scoreboard, mm-hmm. you know, and something weird yeah. is going to happen. There's going to be a fake punt. There's going to be something, something strange is coming. Yeah. Muff punt. We've seen that before. Yeah. We saw that last week. And then. Dude, yeah. Of note, I think like, uh, Jake Elliott is like 12 of 12 in the playoffs in his career. Robbie Gold, I think, is now twenty nine of twenty nine. Yep. Is crazy. one of them due for a miss? <laughs> oh, I couldn't handle it, <laughs> oh, I could, dude. I could trot Brett Maher out there for one of you. <laughs> no <Yeah>. thanks. <laughs> yeah, but I honestly, like, you can see it though, where one of their streaks are on the line, thirty yeah. seconds left in the game, mm, and yeah. that's it. Send your team yeah. to the Super Bowl for sure, for sure. Nail biter. <laughs> I, I will say, I think the only the only upside. Of Purdy coming to link the link is that it's the three o'clock game and not the six o'clock game because I think that would make the longer those fans are out there drinking and the darker that night gets, the harder uh, the rowdier it is to play it gets. The link. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, especially in an NFC championship game. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, Chase. Well, before we get you out here, let everybody know where they can watch this unbelievable watch party, how they can follow you on both networks, all of it. Yeah, 49ers report on YouTube, Eagles now on youtube as well we'll be live on both channels it's going to be awesome can't wait for it come join us and if you are if you're not a fan of the niners or a fan of the eagles trust me chase is somebody you want to follow on it's Twitter. just entertaining it it's is. just entertaining yeah it's just it's pure nfl pure joy you like the nfl <laughs> everything we love about this sport so Let's fucking chase, go, man. thank you and hey i guess we're technically gonna have to have you back on around the super bowl because one of these teams is going Let's go. Yeah, Let's congrats go. on covering the Super Bowl. Just be the no, first yeah, thank you. In, in advance. <laughs> All right, TikTok for tonight. Thank you to Chase for coming on. Now we switch gears. We've got Eddie on for the TikTok because it is a jam-packed show. So there's no better thing to do for the TikTok this week. Let's do it. Predictions for the NFC and AFC championship games. Given the banner behind me, maybe we should save the Eagles game for last. Let's start AFC Championship. Eddie, would you like to go first? Would you like me to go first? Uh, I mean, I don't have much to say. I, I think they're two really good teams. They've been flirting with our top five all season. The Chiefs have been, I think, in the top five, if not one or two, the entire season. The Bengals have been in and out at times. Personally, with or without Mahomes at 100%, I think, Feel like this is the Bengals game to lose. I think, I think they're the better team. I think they're the more well-rounded team. I think Mahomes is definitely the best player. Kelsey is maybe the best option for Mahomes just in the entire league. They just fit so well together. But I think overall the Bengals are a better, more well-rounded team. And I would love to see Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl. Uh, so I am going to go the opposite. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I So this is weird because I do agree with you. I think on paper, I think the Bengals are the better team. Their offensive line is a freaking turnstile at an amusement park. But aside from that, they are the better team. I think they have the better skill position players. I just think it's tough to repeat history and go in there again and win again. If you remember, the Chiefs were up, what, like 21-3, 20 nothing around the halftime mark of that uh, AFC championship game last year. And the Bengals came out and did that 
two deep safety look that was giving Mahomes a lot of issues. Well, they're not going to sneak up on him and use that sneak attack this year because it's something that the Chiefs have prepared for and other teams have used since then. So I just don't think – I think they caught the Chiefs off guard in that second half. That's obviously not going to happen. I just don't think Patrick Mahomes goes in and uh, allows his team to lose again on their home field to the same team. But I would agree with you if you played this game a month from now in March in Indianapolis, I think the Bengals are the better team. I think it's so the Bengals are trying to go for oh, for four and zero oh against the Chiefs with Burrow. Yeah, yeah. And I think in all of the three previous games, the Chiefs have not trailed going into the fourth, and in two of them they had a double digit lead at some point. <laughs> that is a crazy stat. Yeah. Uh, think about like how good the Chiefs have been to to. Uh, pull that comeback so many times against yeah. them it's, it's that's pretty remarkable to pull that off on again and again so we'll see if they do it one more time in advance to the super bowl now over to the nfc championship i'll definitely let you go first for this one <laughs> eagles 49ers who do you got um you know i live in philly now so i gotta ride with the eagles i think i but i do i do think they are the better team i think the entire season they've been the best team i don't think they've played the best teams you know the bills the Bengals, the chiefs are better than anybody they've played this year so far but i think the miracle run with brock purdy is going to come to an end at the link in philadelphia on sunday love that energy and since you're in center city if this does get pulled off you will be greeted with a riot at about uh (laughs) six seven o'clock down there so should be a great time for you uh if they do pull this off I just want to preface this because everyone knows I'm going to be biased, but I do think we have the four best teams in the NFL playing this weekend. We have the issue so many times. We're like, oh, somebody slipped up. There was an injury. No, 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 no. These were the four best teams, and I think any of them can win a Super Bowl. But I do think the Eagles win this game. I don't think it's being talked about enough that they have multiple Hall of Famers on their offensive line, and they're five sacks away from tying the 85 bears for sacks on the defensive line. Wow. I think in the trenches, this is, this could go down if they win the Super Bowl as one of the best in the trenches teams of all time on both sides of the ball. I think that's what will carry them home. And like you said, I like Brock Purdy a lot. We talk about this all the time on the show. I've been betting on this kid at Iowa state for years. So he's always, he'll always have a special place in my heart for making me some money in Brocktober at Iowa state. But at the same time, it's going to be a little bit different you know, playing the Seahawks at home versus Hassan Reddick chasing you down uh, in the NFC Championship on the road. They have great weapons, but I think the Eagles just match up pretty much everywhere on the field. And I, uh, I hate being this confident, but I think the Eagles win this one. A big thank you to Chase Sr. and to Eddie for stepping in for me for the TikTok. If you didn't catch that on YouTube. I got a little ugly there for a second, but it wasn't me. It was it was actually Eddie. So thank you to Eddie. Thank you to Chase. Um, I hope no one enjoys Sunday at 3 o'clock except for maybe people in San Francisco, but I don't even want them to enjoy the time. So uh, I will be home probably watching Miss Rachel with my daughter, and I will find out what happens 7 o'clock on Sunday. So screw you all. Aiden? I'll be on a telephone pole come 7 o'clock on Sunday. See you there. Don't grease those bad boys. I'm climbing up it. 
You very, very well could be. Well, make sure you check us out anywhere podcasts are watched, mainly YouTube. Anywhere podcasts are listened to, Apple, Spotify, Google, we are there. Follow us on TikTok, Birds vs. Boys Pod, on Twitter, Birds vs. Boys Pod. Our Instagram starting to pop off. It, it, our Instagram's like this, right? <laughs> we go up, we have really good times. So, so we need to we need to do this. So follow <laughs> us on Instagram so we can do this. But by the next show, we will know the two participants in this year's Super Bowl in Arizona. I'm hoping, I don't know. I just want to see the Chiefs and the Bengals play again. Catch you next week.